guys, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, none other than Mr. Robbie Duncan McNeil. Robbie Duncan McNeil! Robbie Duncan McNeil with uh, an eye infection. What? My- yeah, I've got a, I don't know if you can see, I don't want to gross everybody out, but I've got oh, like a I little. Oh, I can see that. It's can in the right corner of your eye. Yeah, yeah when it's you, right there. When you look left, I, I can see it. It is very red. I know. For those of you who are listening. I know. It, honestly, guys, it looks like someone just, it was like a left jab right to, like a, to, to his eye. And just imagine uh, what Tom Paris looked like in Threshold. This is okay. the beginning of Threshold. This um, is the beginning. <laughs> yes. Okay. Basically, it's it's. I'm going to turn into a lizard soon. Well, what you're saying is it starts with pink eye. You get conjunctivitis. Yes. You get pink eye. Your uh-huh. eye gets red, and uh-huh. then you turn into a lizard. Right? Exactly. Okay. That's how it all starts. The My threshold. Goodness, this is crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're in a closet, yeah. right? You told me you're in a closet. I am. Yeah, I'm in the new house. No, no, no would... let's let's get this straight. You're not in the closet. You are in yeah. a closet. I'm in so a if closet. You're in the closet, yes. that would mean that you are. That's actually... a different expression. Yes. 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 We, we want to be clear about that. Okay. Yes. Can you please explain what's happening? Yeah. Well, I moved into a new house, and I tried to do this set set all this up in my uh, let's call it the library, or I don't know what it's going to be, but it's like okay. a, it's a nice room. There was mm-hmm. space. But it's there's nothing in the house yet. We have so little uh, set up that it's really echoey. Everything yes. was super echoey. Yeah. So I realized there's this kind of storage closet, walk-in closet that's got carpet on the floor, and it's kind of quiet. So this is where I'm at. I'm in a closet. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. How does it sound? Does it, it sound better than before? Better. Yeah. We, yeah. Just so everyone knows, ugly. we recorded a uh, deep dive recording, a video basically for Patreon patrons. And it was so bad. Ba- that sound was bouncing everywhere. Oh my God. It's like it an just, empty it house. Sounded, yeah. It sounded yeah. like Robbie had moved into an empty house and all his belongings had not made it, it to was. the house yet. It basically, that's what it was. <laughs> so this is better. In a closet is much better. So what what are we talking about this week? What's uh, we're almost half macrocosm? I can't believe we're almost halfway done. Uh, this I is know. crazy. We're I at the, we're almost to the three and a half year point, right? Season three, middle of season three. Yep. And we went for seven, so three point five would be yep. half of seven. Um, yep. My goodness, time has flown by. It friend. really has. It's it's crazy. I can't believe it. Yikes. Okay. All right. Well, so, I'm excited to watch this one mm-hmm. at our nearing our halfway point. I can't wait and uh, to to review an episode from my new house <laughs> in the echoey house. Uh, the so echoey, we'll echoey, 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 echoey. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be right back. And Patreon patrons, stay tuned for what do we remember. Hey guys, we are back from our rewatch. Robbie's rewatch took probably one fifth of the time of my rewatch, just so everyone knows. I did the rewatch, I did my notes, I took a nap, I had a snack, I made a snack, I went down the basement, worked on a project, uh, cleaned the kitchen, um, probably yeah. other things. I don't know. I just want you to say, nap, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. This yeah. podcast is good for your nap life and it's your great. and check off your to do list life because you get to do all these little extra things that you That's would right. not have time for. But since you're waiting for me, you have time for it. Yeah. Right. All right. Macrocosm. Do it. 
Let's do it. It's uh, written by Brandon Braga. Yeah. And directed by Alex Singer. Alex Singer. Alex Singer. Yes, Alex. Old. He was old school. Old school. We love Alex. Alex. And that was my impersonation of Alex. He sort of has this kind of voice where it's, it's, he's clearly from the East Coast. You know, he's got that East Coast accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love Alex. That was that. We loved Alex. And that's why I'm wearing a Brooklyn shirt right now in honor oh, of nice. Alex, really. Yeah. What did you think? I, I liked it. Um, it's just interesting how stories are structured because this one was clearly, you know, mystery, mystery. And then let's fill you in on what happened. Like, so yeah, and then this all long the, the flashback. flashback yeah, of lots of flashback scenes, right? You know, so filling Janeway in, filling the audience in on the yeah, mystery. Yeah. For me, this episode. You know, there were so many different levels to this episode because the, you're, you're jumping back and forth between time yeah. and, and you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on in the beginning. It's kind of a almost like a horror slash murder mystery kind of feel when you're mm-hmm. going through there. So overall, I mean, I, as a fan, I was entertained by this episode. I did like this episode. I didn't hate this episode at right. all. I, right. I, you know, there was a lot of good things about it. Right. But it was definitely had some flaws for me. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no yeah. problem. No problem. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. Let's go ahead and get our, um, let's do our synopsis, our poetry synopsis. Let's hear your, your haiku. Here comes my haiku for Star Trek Voyager's episode, Macrocosm. Mm. Tac Tac have sweet moves. Mucusy virus spreads fast. Janeway wins and paints. No. Yes, that was that was amazing. That's my haiku. I'm really happy with that one. I like yeah. that one. That's I had to get one. the tac tac in there because I've you never did. seen anything you like did. it. You know, and and since I'm I'm uh, you know, you and I, Paris and Kim are buddies, and 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 in real life, we're sometimes on the same wavelength. And I've got tac tac in my poetry. Oh song. wow! Okay. Okay. Here we go. My limerick for macrocosm. While Janeway trades with the tac tac. Voyager deals with an attack. The doctor's alive. He helps synthesize an antigen, which brings everyone back. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Thank that, you. That really covers, yeah. you know, in a much more straightforward way. What it happened. does. It does. And I almost just, re- it was almost like a run-on sentence, the last yeah, verse. I just kind of used everything together there. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, once again, written by Brandon, directed by Alex Singer. We start out. Uh, the very opening scene that is by the way before you start before you start before you start oh yes here's one important thing i have to say what this was a concept that i thought was very interesting based on you know the fact that we are dealing with a pandemic right now we're dealing with a yes we're dealing with a you know coronavirus pandemic we've been in it for a year and here is uh, an episode about a virus Mm -hmm. that it evolves so mm-hmm. fast it grows from a microscopic level into mm-hmm. something you know insect size and then much larger much and, much larger yeah right. which is interesting i hadn't thought about this brandon wrote it it's another sort of sped up evolution concept it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think brandon yeah. definitely likes that concept of like yeah you know biological evolution happening mm-hmm. you know speeding up at, at a super fast rate and you know 
all of that. I just, it's an interesting, you know, connection to the writer. No, that's a good point. And I also, you know, I didn't bring this up before when you asked me what I thought about this episode, but I definitely, through the entire viewing of this, of this episode, I kept thinking about parallels to what we're dealing with now with COVID-19, the entire yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Goodness, you know, so. Yeah, I think that's really important to put in the context of this because I, I had the same thing. Like, yeah, from the, yeah, for sure. You realize it's a virus invading and, you know, there were so many mm -hmm. interesting echoes of what we're dealing with, you know, metaphorically, of course. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump to the opening scene. They're in the shuttle. And I thought they were in the alien shuttle, but they're not. They're actually in the Starfleet shuttle, which mm -hmm. looks for some reason very large and spacious, you know, in this particular opening scene. I had the same thought. And for me, mm -hmm. I think because we ended up with the Delta Flyer for the last few years as kind mm -hmm. of a main shuttle. Right. Often that's what we went to. That looking at some of these scenes in the original shuttle, you realize how big it was. It was, yeah. we inherited that set from Next Gen. And, yeah, that's you know, a TNG shuttle, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a TNG shuttle, but... Mm -hmm. It was a big shuttle, you, you know, mm. um, you could fit a lot of people in there. Yeah. And it was a big sort of empty space in the middle. Right, right. Yeah. Um, we have the guest star uh, playing the TAC-TAC uh, counselor or counsel, however they refer to him. Um, that's Albie Selznick. Do you, did you ever work with Albie no. other than... Okay. No. Uh -uh. He was uh he was in one of my um he was in one of my acting classes. So he's a fellow student, you know, in a oh, with, a, with wow. a certain acting teacher that we had. I can't remember to this day who that was, but I remember yeah. he and I were in the same class. That's oh sure. interesting. So, yeah. So when uh, he was on set, I remember, you know, talking to him. I wondered if he was like a dancer or something. He seemed like a theater person because of those moves. I mean, yeah. He did a great job of you know the mm -hmm. the moves, the physical communicating with gestures and mm -hmm. you know, comes a, I mean, it's a very funny idea. I just was, it yeah. was so funny. It was kind of silly to me. I was it, like, definitely silly to the point that it was reminiscent of third rock from the sun for me, because that, yeah. that sitcoms that, that sitcom basically, you know, with John Lithgow as humans posing as aliens, um, aliens posing as humans, excuse me. They have like a salute or greeting, which is very like, it's kind of like what Neelix was doing when he was having his hands up by his face oh, like that. They, they do a weird, weird little thing. So these these overly exaggerated, um, obnoxious kind of gestures uh, reminded me of Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, um, it felt very, very kind of very sitcom, sitcomish, like yeah. gag, gaggy, like a yes. gag, like a funny yes. comedy gag. And mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, when when Janeway starts to talk, she, you know, it's mostly Neelix and and this Tac Tac character. Yeah. Um, um, make her quiet. Is what? What do yeah, you he say? Goes, make her quiet. And he's like, his fingers are like, make her. What does he say? Please make her be quiet. Make her quiet. Yeah, something yeah. like very awkward. Yeah. Yeah, and then Neelix says, you know, whatever, good health or something. <laughs> yeah, in his elbow, yeah. he does his the and Neelix looks, elbow. Right, but he looks away when he has. Yeah, to he say looks it, away yeah. and then puts his elbow up, and it was just all the weird gesture. It was silly. It was very silly. Yeah, but we do, we learn later when, when they've departed, they're heading back to Voyager. We learn later that Janeway basically offended the tac, -tac oh, yeah. by having her hands on her hip, which is a very Janeway posture on the bridge. She does yeah. the hands on the hips a lot. But then that reminded me of at, growing up in Memphis, Tennessee, I took martial arts from the same teacher who taught uh, Elvis Presley, Master Kong Ri. And mm -hmm. in that school, if you had your hands on your hip or your, or your arms folded, you were um, 
you were basically reprimanded and you had to do push-ups. Like if they caught wow. anybody doing that. So that, that was offensive in our school. Like we're not supposed to wow. ever have our hands on our hips. Yeah. So then I started thinking, so he was a tack tack. He was a tack tack. My master, master Kong Ri was a tack tack. So um. <laughs> <laughs> we learn about the possible promotion of future promotion of Neelix I, I to ambassador. Say, I, didn't, right? I didn't want to bring this up, I, you know, because Harry never got a, you know, any offers of promotion and, here uh, Neelix is like using his elbow and he's oh, yeah. an ambassador. Oh well, I went all tack tack when I saw that. I was so offended. I was like, what the yeah. Yeah. Mm, no. And what I took away from that is Harry should have used elbow gestures <laughs> when he was communicating and you would have gotten a promotion. Okay. I should have said, Captain, how are you? Exactly. Great today. Have you thought of promoting? Please keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Please keep talking. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Voyager is not at the rendezvous coordinates and not responding to hails. What is going on? So Janeway does a long range scan. She finds out it's one light year away and the ship appears to be adrift. So here begins the, mis the mystery, right? The, the yep. story begins as a mysterious, like um, an absence. What's going a, on? A disappearance. Yeah, they, yeah, they basically, contact anybody. Yeah, nobody's responding. They don't know what the heck's going on. So they fly um, over there. Mm -hmm. And the ship is empty. Everything is at red alert. Yes, they detect one thing, a bioelectric field, which is permeating the ship. That's yes, all they yes. can access. Um, yeah. The main computer is down. The comm systems are offline. Uh, Janeway does notice there's a bioneural gel pack, which has ruptured in sickbay. So, you know, she's mm -hmm. thinking there's something going on here. They come across, um, you know, somebody's equipment that was doing some maintenance tools, work. Yeah. A power relay being, re you know, worked on for mm -hmm. some reason and mm -hmm. the tools are just left there. Yeah. Uh, they hear some voices. Yes. They detect a comm signal and they hear some type of voices, right? It's yeah, coming from some... Samantha Wildman's quarters. And again, yeah. this whole thing is reminiscent of aliens, like at the second movie yeah, where they go to the colony and they come in, they say, wow, these people were in the middle of breakfast. They must've just left, you yeah. know? And it's the same thing. This thing is, this program's running. It's Neelix's good morning Voyager program, which is set on an automatic playback. That's why it's still going which on. Neelix, Neelix says, by the way, she's my most dedicated listener. <laughs> I loved she that he is. knew that he was very happy that Lieutenant Wildman loves his Good Morning Voyager show. Uh, and we saw a little clip of it. We saw a little <laughs> moment of him we on the did. screen. We did. His uh, en enthusiastic Neelix Good Morning show. That should be a segment for Delta Flyers. We should have the Good Morning Voyager show with like Neelix cartoons that are animated. Oh, God, that's great. Uh, yeah. That be good, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, we discovered that 11 hours ago, this yes. is when this thing started going on. So this yeah, number there's... 11 keeps popping up, right? The, the protein decay of the food tells us 11 hours ago. So we know that is a yep. big number right there. Really, there's nothing like a good old fashioned mystery story. Um, we go to the transporter room and we see that there's this hole in the floor of the transporter pad, which once again, it looks so much like the movie, the alien, the xenomorph, that's what you call it. It's they this go hole. Up to this hole. And it's yeah. got slime all over it. It's slime is ever. Mucilaginous compound. Yes. Janeway says. Yes. With non-humanoid DNA. Yes. 
And again, if you watch the original Alien film, when the alien um, was cut, its blood was acidic and it would melt through all the floors of the yeah. of the spacecraft. And that's kind of kind of what this looks like, even though it's not an acid reaction. This thing just punched right through the floor, right? Um, and then it left this trail of, yep. yeah. Goes into the Jeffrey's tubes, Janeway says. And just about this point, the environmental controls start to fail. It's getting yeah. very, very hot. Yeah, and, going offline. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they're heading down to whatever deck they the hole was going to mm-hmm. when the turbo lift suddenly stops and you can hear this insect sound. You can, yeah. The turbo lift is... Uh, you know, kind of bouncing around. Clearly something's trying to get in or do something. Yeah. And then now we find out that Neelix grew up near these Rhinax marshlands. So that uh, he was used to these 50 degrees Celsius uh, temperatures in the summer, 90% humidity, lava flies, which is kind of foreshadowing to the yeah. little fly-like things that have come out later. But it's, it's funny because did you notice when he talks, he leaves Janeway in the turbolift and he walks a circle. And the way that's filmed... Man, that turbo lift looks like it's looks like 60 huge. feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It is the way so that, cramped in there. The Ex- way that they would that. do that, the, yes. yeah, the way that we, you would do that is you would have a cameraman with a camera on his shoulder mm-hmm. and a very wide angle lens, like okay. a fisheye almost. Yes. Something. Mm-hmm. And then you would have the two shot and you would have uh, Neelix start to walk and the camera operator would just turn in a circle to follow yeah. him around. But that okay. wide angle lens. Yeah makes everything seem much deeper yes it really is yeah because yeah. it really looked like he covered a mile right i mean he's covering so much ground in this walk around yeah. yeah and it's, and it's very not cramped in there no it's not big at all so it, is it was not very a deceiving that, that yeah. lens made it look very deceiving mm-hmm. yeah yeah very much so so that's one thing i wrote down i'm like jesus it mm-hmm. looks like he's walking around the bridge or something yeah. right and then uh, after he describes his uh, youth and growing up with all these bugs and mm-hmm. he's so used to you know hot weather and it's not bothering him all of a sudden a one of these giant monster in you know uh the tentacle yeah the tentacle pops through the side of the turbola yeah and spews him with some mucilaginous compound i wrote he got slimed ghostbuster style basically totally right there and you know what maybe that's what we should start saying like if you kind of have a bit of a cough and i'll be like you know what you seem to have a lot of mucilaginous compound in your throat Mm. i could say i could use this as our everyday terminology from now absolutely forward yes i like mucilaginous compound i would like to use it as much as possible awesome that's so good okay um so now and he says he says i'm okay i'm okay he's okay right right but we realize later this is the way they transmit the virus by getting slimed essentially as well as being bit as well you know other ways too but we're we're not to that point yet in the jeffrey's Mm -hmm. tube janeway detects faint human life sign i just want to point something out when you see these shots of the jeffrey's tube if you watch this episode yeah you'll notice that the jeffrey's tube doesn't appear to go straight it's like the lights on the side sort of go straight for a while and then the angle sort of changes and it looks, you know, the color is a little different. The reason for that is at the end of the Jeffrey's tube, there was just a projection, like a photograph or whatever at the back of our Jeffrey's tube yeah. of a much longer Jeffrey's tube. There was no set there. The Jeffrey's tube was only about 10 feet long. It was yeah. not that long. That's right. And you can see it a number of times in these scenes when they're crawling in Jeffrey's tubes that behind them, probably like three or four feet behind them was just a photograph of more Jeffrey's of tube. more Jeffrey's tube. Yeah, yeah, there was, there's not the Jeffrey's tubes. We had 
typically were not that big, the ones that we mm -hmm. had standing. Occasionally, a few times, we did build some longer sections for special episodes. Mm -hmm. But in this one, I noticed every time you looked at the back of the Jeffries tube, it was like, oh, there's that photograph. Yeah. It doesn't quite match. It's a little bluer. It's, uh, it was just <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, that's the magic of Hollywood once again, that's right? Funny. Just got to right. make sure the audience can't pick it out and, and discover what you're doing. Yeah. Um, now, at this point, when he's, you know, Neelix is feeling the, the, the effects of being infected, and he doesn't know he's infected, really, but he can't really go on. And at this point, this whole thing became Joseph Campbell for me. Like the whole, you know, it, it's like- Yeah, the hero's journey. Right? And basically Neelix is the guide that takes Janeway to a certain point, but then he can't go any further. Am I right? That he passes and he says, you must go alone on this journey. So that's, that's right. Immediately I kept thinking of you and, and your, your um, you know, the hero's whatever you journey. talk about hero's journey with Joseph I love Campbell. the hero's journey. It's yeah. the foundation of storytelling for yes, sure. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So she climbs up to a, a higher level to access a med kit because she's trying to get a, a, a hypo spray to come down and help Neelix, uh, you know, feel better. But she gets back and he's gone. He's been attacked and basically taken away by one of the entities. Because at this mm -hmm. point, we don't know. We've seen a tentacle, but we don't know anything else, right? So yep. Yep. Um, very scary. Engineering is the next set where Janeway shows up. I did record some comments as I watched this part. Oh, good. Her phaser technique in engineering was impeccable. <laughs> like the, the turning and pointing and, and circling around. And oh my God, I was watching it going like, wow, that is a lot of turning and pointing. Do you think someone coached her on that? Here's the thing. When I, when I have done, like on Turner and Hooch, we had the U.S. Marshals as our our main character's job he was a u.s marshal yeah whenever we had a scene on turner and hooch where he had to draw a weapon or do yeah. anything tactical yes we we had a um, the consultant was there a consultant there yeah. to say oh when you approach this door you'd come from the side <laughs> yeah you know yeah. you'd push the door and and look quickly and then if it's clear you make the next move correct he, he knew all the moves of where yeah, to the, hold he gave the, the, the step by step to the actors right for the real yes yeah. the authentic sort of tactical yeah. techniques that you would use of course i don't ever remember us having a tactical advice we did not Star have Trek. a no we never, never had a phaser consultant no so as i watched her enter engineering <laughs> which is a wide open if there were bad guys in there with weapons it would be like you know shoot what do they say shooting something in a barrel fish in a fish barrel, in a or barrel something. yeah it, it, it like she would be like fish in a barrel in there yeah. and her technique was i love kate but it was horrible well like, okay. the moves had no bearing on <laughs> tactically on where she might be vulnerable or not. It was just cool moves. It was just... Okay, I'm going to rewind just a little bit. Do you remember when they, when her and Neelix first go to Samantha Wildman's quarters and they open up the door? Yeah. She kind of jumps in. Did you notice that? Yes. There's like a little yes. bit of a jump there. So that's when I was like, oh, okay. This is it, quite stylized, you know? And, and then very, it continues later. Yes, it's very flashy and showy, that's... but it's not smart. Open that door, yeah. you would, you would take cover for a beat to see if anyone made a move then mm -hmm. you you know cover me while i go in mm -hmm. and then, you know there's there's tactic tactical techniques yeah it was, yes yeah. but back to engineering now we're back in engineering did you notice she did a lot of two-handed phaser oh yeah oh, which yeah. i'm sorry i 
don't recall, I don't think anyone else ever did that. Because the, I mean, if you're thinking, yeah, no, because if you think if you're holding a, a modern 20th century weapon where you're, or 21st century weapon now, um, you're holding two hands specifically for the recoil that yes. happens from the the nine millimeter that you're firing, right? Yeah. You're not gonna get that recoil from a phaser. So right. it's really, it's a superfluous movement to add another hand yeah. for, uh, for oh, yeah. I guess to make it, was it more It's all part steady. of the flashy showy stuff. It, I it, don't, it no. worked, okay. it worked. All right. But it worked fine. Yeah. But if you, yeah. if as long as you don't think about it too hard. Yeah, no. Start no. thinking about, oh, if there were bad guys, you haven't looked behind you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> in that big wide open balcony that's right behind you. Yeah. By the way, speaking of the balcony, I love that set. I just love engineering. Oh, it's great. It's such a beautiful set. And then yeah. Janeway goes to the upper level. And I always thought that upper level with that plexiglass floor, it was so cool. Yeah. And this was before anyone really did plexiglass, you know, floors anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So this was really kind of an advanced kind of hip futuristic concept. And I, I just loved that set yeah. period. So yeah. she's at the upper level and she's she finds in a, a storage crate, basically, that she loads up on equipment. She's putting in phaser rifles. And I love she finds like a buoy knife too, right? She's like, I'm gonna take a knife too, just in case. She uses it later. She uses it later. Explosive. She's got the, she's got the knife, whole thing. Got, yeah. By the way, I wrote down, Janeway took all the weapons that Voyager has. <laughs> it felt, it literally felt like she opened up the trunk of all the weapons that the whole ship had and she took one of everything, <laughs> at least. Yeah, when so you, many weapons. When you say the trunk, it's so much like it, the the uh, television series Supernatural. They go into their trunk for all their weapons, oh, yeah. and that's that Janeway. That's Janeway's supernatural moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, she gears up once again, similar to Ripley from the Aliens franchise. Oh, she took she her gears clothes off up. in that scene too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She's because yeah, the environmental controls are off, so she she takes off the the outer layer of her suit. Yeah. And then I noticed that. The undergarment was sort of flopping. Uh, that thing had Velcro or something on it in the back. It, because when she pulled that little, that that mock turtleneck thing off, yeah. it came off like nothing. It, it just, yeah. it, it was like, you know, it, you, could, you could almost hear the Velcro unfastening un, un, uh, yeah. or unlatching. Yeah. And then she's now in an undershirt. Basically. She's in her tank top. Her yep. tank top, excuse me. But I know that that thing, the other thing that we had to wear underneath took way longer to take off. Oh, that thing was yeah. like, you know, you had to shimmy out of it. zipper up the yeah, back. There was and... A, yeah, and there's a zipper in the back. So that would have, yeah. you know, so that was probably fabricated by the wardrobe department. Oh, for, just for, for this quick gag. tear off for of that bit. gag. That's it. Yeah. The magic of Hollywood. She took her uh, communicator off. Yeah, she off stuck of it on. Mm -hmm. But when she reached down, she sort of reached down and twisted it. Really? I was like, I was like huh. why is she twisting? It's just Velcro. Like just it just yeah. comes on and off. But I think she wanted to make a move that was like like Yeah, like that's like, the like way you locked, take it. Yeah, it's a as locked. if it's locked into some something, which it's not. Well, it's but not, but I little, like that though. Look at that. That's attention to detail. I think if Kate came up yeah. with that, I, I applaud that then. I think yeah. that's really it was good. A, it was a, I noticed it. I did yeah. notice it. I think too often actors, you know, fail to realize that there's extra steps involved. Like there's, if, if you're more, if you have more attention to detail, like you then add these little extra things to your performance, which she did, mm -hmm. which is good. Uh, next, I think we see her on the bridge. She comes on the bridge and nobody's there. <laughs> but you see a lot of green slime. And I just kept thinking of Nickelodeon. In the Nickelodeon. 90s. 
And you know, it's the same the sh- color as Nickelodeon slime. That sort green, of lime green. Yeah. Yes, it was the green slime. <laughs> yeah. I did notice as she made her way across the bridge and looking around that there's slime everywhere. Right. But I did notice that my station had the most slime of any place oh, on the really? bridge. Ah. So my takeaway of that is I must have put up a very heroic fight to oh, get wow. the most slime on the bridge. Okay. Or maybe the virus that was near you was just the most snotty of all the viruses. It had the most mucilaginous compound. I mean, it's funny because I thought that when I saw this and then later mm. on, when I see what really happens, I realized I was nowhere near the bridge when all this went down. <laughs> so <laughs> you, were in, so, you were in the mess hall, the right? Mess That's hall. What, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the truth is my the heroic is, story, my, no. my heroic <laughs> interpretation of the most slime, <laughs> meh. I was I was burning steak in the mess hall. Yes, you were. Um, I I find it funny that you're you're sitting there and you see the alien perspective. Now the camera angle is the is the, is like the macro virus. Yeah, this weird sort of hovering kind of yeah, yeah, like on a steady cam, kind of like floating through. And yeah. I'm thinking, why does Janeway not see this? Because up until this point, we've only established the tentacle. So you're yes. thinking this thing's huge, right? So I'm yeah. thinking, how can she not in her peripheral vision see this thing see floating towards her? Yeah. yeah. But then agreed. we realize this is the this is the smaller version. This is the fly size version. It's tiny. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a bug. Tiny, it's little, a tiny bug. little bug. It yeah. hits her arm and she mm-hmm. smacks it and kills yep. it. She kills the little bug and she pulls out a dermal regenerator and tries to, you know, heal herself, I guess, um, yeah. for the bug bite. I don't, I, obviously, it's not going to do anything. And then uh, she realizes that all the life signs are located in one area on the ship mm-hmm. or a couple of areas. Actually, it's Cargo Bay and Mess Hall. But she makes her way over to Mess Hall and she kind of comes in there. And By the way, by the way, before yes. you go into the Mess Hall, in the hallway as she goes... I, I saw her lean up against the wall and kind of take her rifle and she puts it down low. Yeah, she does. And on, on the weapons, often on Star Trek, we would have the uh, the Sims beacons or some kind of light, yeah. maybe sometimes strapped on her arm. And Marvin Rush, the DP, would always say, that is your light. Like, you need to help light yourself. That's like, right. You know, when you, when you yeah. stop here, just turn your arm up so the light is kind of shining on your face. Yeah. And then you can keep moving. And right. I notice Kate, she goes over by the door, she takes the rifle that has a light on it, and she sort of puts it down. And lights her own face. And lights her face perfectly. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, Marvin. Marvin told her to do that. Put the gun down so she has a moment of this dramatic light from below. <laughs> it was just perfectly like glowing on her face. Yes, and just to explain to people, um, Sims Beacon. Explain to people what that means. Sims Beacons were the lights that we would sometimes strap on our wrist or it would strap onto a you know a weapon or something. It was basically just a, a mag light like you would buy in the hardware store is all right. it was. But we called it a Sims Beacon because it was named after our props master, Alan Sims. Alan so that's, Sims. That's yeah. the reason why. Yeah. yeah so, um, but you're so right. Marvin would say, okay, you're going to use your light to light yourself. And I'm, yeah. we're like, oh, Jesus. So then you've got to, you've got to look gotta think about that too. But, but, but you can't be like, you can't be obvious. You can't take it and go, ta-da, like right on your yeah. face. Like well, that. You, you have would, to. Or he, or he would say, light the other actor. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So if we're in the cage together <laughs> yeah. and you and I up yeah. and we talk for a beat, right. he would want us to, you know, me to sort of shine my light, but not hold it there, just sort right. of have it kind of moving around a yeah. little. I, I this is what I recall the most from from uh, Marvin always say like you know 
keep keep flashing the like with your sims beacon go cross the camera with it you know what i'm saying oh, like flares, he, he wants it yeah, yeah he, flare, flare the, the camera lens. flare the lens flare the lens just you know keep coming across yep. searching for something make sure you go across the lens so we can see it so that was a comment yep. that i heard a lot a lot of direction i remember that yeah yep. me to do that okay so she goes in the mess hall and yes. who's the first person who's the only this person is- that she checks on it, me and it's 20 minutes yes. 20 minutes into this episode and we finally see harry it's like boop. Well, we haven't seen you haven't seen paris yet no you haven't seen paris yet so seen a lot s- of people but yeah, yes but you're the only per- like there's a the room one. full of bodies yeah and you are the only one i just wanted to- so where, she- where are you you are in that same mess hall clearly I must have but, been, but you she, must be she off- didn't go just- check on me no she didn't but i was at the door i'm at the i'm yeah, literally right sitting at the chair in. at the door which then there's a continuity issue later in this episode because you see another, uh, you see the mess hall again and the person slumped by the door is a female background actress oh, in yeah. a uh, blue, a teal blue uh, right. medical uh, uniform. So I'm like, hey, wait, 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 what? Well, there must've moved around. There must've been time passed before you, yes, know, that you ended yes. up in that chair, but yeah. Yeah, and she talks to me. She's like, Harry, Harry. And then you hear something from Harry. It's sort of like, yeah it's just this kind of phlegmy it's this mucilaginous compound sound is what it is you know in my throat sound and i'm just going (laughs) that that's all you get the larger version of the flying alien now has shown itself okay so we see this huge huge uh macro virus and it tackles janeway it knocks her so hard that basically it, it bruises her ribs and, and, and ruptures one of her muscles. Uh, she shoots it with her phaser rifle. She does. And, and, yeah, and the doc, uh, she makes it to sick bay where the doctor pulls a phaser at on her, not knowing can, who she is. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I say one thing back in the mess hall? Yeah, go she back. She actually did go over to Chakotay. Oh, that's right. She did. She did. She went over to Chakotay. Yeah. So you're not the only one she loves. She went over yeah. to Chakotay. Yeah. And he's on the floor and she tries to talk to him and she sees this, this, I'll call it the neck orifice. She sees that. <laughs> the that, neck uh, orifice. Yeah, she sees that bug bite that's kind of yeah. got a hole in it. Yeah. And she's looking at it. And all of a sudden, bugs start coming out of the neck orifice. Right. Right. And I was like, I was really grossed out because that's it's, the first time I think we gross. see the bug, the, the neck orifice excrete the little bug virus. Yeah. It was. It was, it was disgusting. And, you know, parallels to the alien film franchise. Where do the aliens come from? Yeah, they come from a little orifice, body. these little pods, you know, out of the body, right? Uh, but they're all initially in these pods and then they come out, yeah. then they go in your body and yep. they come out of your chest. So, um, again, a lot of parallels with aliens. When she goes in the sick bay, you were just talking about another thing before the doctor pulls a, a phaser on her. Yes. She's trying to pry open another door at the yep. sick bay. Right. And I noticed she looked ripped. Really? Like she, yeah, I thought like whatever the angle or the lighting or whatever, yeah. she looked like you could see some muscular, muscular, yeah, good for musculature. her. Maybe she worked um, out before this. And know? I was just like, does she even lift? She. <laughs> That's what I thought. But does she even lift? We, we need to have her as a guest on, and just to talk about this episode and say, yeah. we only have one question for you, Kate. Do you even lift? And she'll be like, lift. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Lift she looked what? ripped though. She yeah. she looked ripped. She, she looked did. good. And she, looked... she pulls the door open, pries it open, and the doc puts a phaser in her face. Mm-hmm. That was kind yeah. of surprised me that moment. 
and he yeah. brings her in and this is what you were talking about before he catches her up on everything that's happened right starts he, to treat her superficially yeah. at this point right so now as an audience member we now learn what the heck's been going on mm -hmm. right voyager mm -hmm. has been infected by this macro virus and he's telling her all this while he's performing minor surgery on her ruptured muscle and bruised ribs and he tells her that voyager basically received a distress call from a nearby mining colony of a race called the Garen. Now, Garen is interesting because right after the end of Voyager, Tim Russ directed a independent Star Trek film called Star Trek of Gods and Men. And he asked me to act in this film and the character that they had written for me is Garen. The oh, interesting. Name, uh, is the name of the race of these aliens that were the miners, right? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, a little tidbit, little fact. Little, little you know, trivia? Little trivia fact there, yes. Well, the Garen, the Garen in the mining colony have mm -hmm. a virus Yes. And the doc says, you know, he's got to come up with a synthetic antigen. And he, yep. he offers, tells the captain uh, he wants to go, mm -hmm. wants to go down there. And uh, on his first, uh, not, not mission, the captain, right? sorry, he tells Chakotay because the captain's off with uh, in this flashback. The captain was gone with Neelix, but he tells Chakotay who's in charge at this point. Yes, correct. He wants to go down to the mining colony and yeah. Uh, yeah. and look into this virus and yeah. uh he goes on the bridge at one point. He's very enthusiastic about all of this. Yeah. Um, goes on the bridge. He says, I, I, I've studied, uh, you know, away mission protocols and I'll keep an open channel. And Chakotay uh, looks at Tuvok and like, uh, let's do that. Let's keep an open channel. And Tuvok <laughs> sort of got a, a grin. And, and the first time we see Paris is now when it cuts to Paris looking back and sort of like with a chuckle, like a smile, like, oh, that doc, he's so... He's so enthusiastic. That's your no. whole scene, isn't it? That's the scene. That's it. That's the only one. That's the only one. And I, so I, far, I, I mean, made a note. It's going to be some Bolana stuff. Coming I out, made but... a note at the 32 minute mark. We have the first intelligible lines from Harry Kim. Like, so he's not doing the phlegm kind uh -huh. of, you know, mucilaginous yeah. compound um, throat acting. He's actually saying something. And 29 seconds later, Paris, we see him for the first time with just a smile. Yes. Not that just he's just smile. wearing just a smile, but he just has a smile. And yes. he has a Starfleet uniform. And I have my Starfleet uniform. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, did you also notice everyone's referring to the mobile emitter with different names? They call they call oh, it the yeah. autonomous emitter in the prior yep. scene. And then on yep. the bridge, they talk about it. Chicotes calls it a portable emitter. Yeah. So here's the fan challenge for all of you listeners out there. How many different ways can you come up with how to say mobile emitter? So autonomous emitter. Portable emitter. Mobile emitter was mm. the word, you know, the term we used. But right. This is early on, just a yeah. couple episodes back. Yeah. We had the uh futures end where we got this technology. Yeah. This is really new for the doctor and for the writers. So yeah, there yeah. were a bunch of names for it. Yeah. I just think it'd be kind of fun if people came up with their their yes, you know their mobile emitter, their mobile and what they would call it a mobile emitter. I love it. You know, I love it. portable. So tweet that, put that on Facebook, wherever, wherever on the uh, Delta Flyers uh, uh, social media platforms that you follow us, we'd like to hear. We're in the mine shaft now. The doctor is giving an overly detailed report, which is hilarious to Chakotay. Mm -hmm. He's telling him, like, and the walls are comprised of this. And then the doctor yeah, is like, we don't need all this detail, <laughs> yeah, yeah, doctor. Yeah. And the way the doctor just throws away is like, oh, that's fine. It was just comedic gold. I thought yeah, that was yeah, wonderful. Was great. Um, he finds the macroscopic version of the virus, which flies out of one of the miners' necks. Another um, neck orifice. Another neck orifice. And again. yes, the virus has basically absorbed the miners' growth hormone into its protein structure. And that's why they're 
increasing in size exponentially because of this. 30 microns a second is it's what in, the doctor It's incredible. Says. It just keeps moving Very, and moving. super fast. Yeah. Chakotay's like, get back on the ship. Mm -hmm. And he's like, great, I'll bring these guys back. We've got to save them. And it was kind of an emotional moment there because the doctor has real, um, you know, uh, compassion and he empathy. Does. He does. He yeah. does. People who are sick and Chakotay is just saying, you cannot bring them back. It's far too dangerous. You need to get out of there. Um, yep. you know, we don't know anything about this and we right. cannot bring them back to the ship. It would be way too dangerous. Right. So the doctor comes back, he's beamed back aboard, immediately goes over to the transporter person and, uh, <laughs> officer, and he does a scan and they find some of the virus and in the biofilter, yep. the biofilter mm -hmm. and they seal it off and, uh, they purge yeah. the filters, right? Purge the filters. Yep. Yeah. And they think they're good, but they're not, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> yeah. That virus hid in the transporter buffer. That's right. And migrated to the buffer. So yeah. they didn't catch that. Yeah. Sad, sad day. We're in the sick bay and mm -hmm. the doctor is creating the synthetic antigen that will inhibit the virus's ability to replicate. Uh, but he's not really not sure how to restore the infected cells to their original version, but at least he has something to stop the replication of the virus. Um, and then the doctor apologizes for his overzealous behavior. And now we see another example of the doctor surpassing his program. He's becoming more human-like, you know, he actually is concerned about how he acted, that he he apologizes to Chakotay. This is very undoctor-like in a way, yeah. if you think about that. And then even Kess says, after Chakotay leaves, Kess says, I told you he'd understand. So clearly the doctor had already had expressed his concerns to Kess, his assistant, about how, how he mm -hmm. uh, acted on his away mission. But then he gets, um, he kind of gets the voice of approval from Chakotay. He's, Chakotay says, you know what? You're going to face other moral dilemmas in the future. And as far as your mission performance, I would say it was exemplary. Exemplary. Yeah. So he gets this A-plus report card for his first real away mission. Back the yeah. Virus. But, but yeah, but we don't know he did that yet. Yeah. Right? So we, not, yeah. we're going to find that out soon. Yes, because we're in mess hall now. Where there we go. Yeah. The beginning of the Paris-Torres relationship right That's here. Right. The, the beginning, well, the seed the of the relationship. Beginnings. That's yeah. right. We see that Paris has been the temporary cook. Mm -hmm. Neelix is uh, on this mission with the captain, yeah. which I just find interesting that Paris, like he was the temporary nurse. He's the temporary <laughs> cook. It's just like they, the writers did not care. Like imagine if Chakotay had just been thrown around. Like, okay, yeah, let's just make Chakotay the nurse. Let's make hey. him the... The, let's make him the cook. He's the cook. He's okay. The, I, I understand. Mean, it's you, like they had no idea what to do with Paris. So I, I hear you. Throw him into these things. All right. I hear your complaints, Robbie. I understand. Was, Paris was the temporary fill in the blank, but you were not Harry's temporary friend. You were Harry's oh, permanent friend. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> See? Right, so, yeah. So, okay. so Paris has burned the food and he's like, Something's going on with the power surges. And yeah. uh, he tells Bellana, you know, to look into the uh, power surges and the, and the, uh, the problem. Mm -hmm. And then they have a little back and forth about, oh, you're blaming me. It's my fault. Oh, no, it's not, you know. Uh, there was a nice flirty witty banter flirty, flirty witty banter flirty sharp like sharp you know, banter. Paris can yeah. be sharp. Yeah. Paris can be a, kind of a jerk sometimes. And so you get a little sense of like, but it's fun. You can see that they're both having a little fun and she yeah. can be kind of a jerk sometimes. And she, yeah. you know, that comes out. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, she goes in, she goes to open up the panel and I noticed, you know, people we've talked about like the close 
standing of characters on the show. Like when they block us, they stage the shot so that that's right. Janeway and Chakotay yeah. have to be inches apart, yeah, unnaturally. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. I saw this a bunch with Paris and Bellana in this in these yeah. scenes. Yeah, Paris is right up in her business in the yeah. in the uh, when the panels open, and she doesn't seem to mind it either. She doesn't seem to mind it. <laughs> Anyway, she goes to fix it. She gets slimed yeah. by the the gel pack virus. Yeah, uh, you know the virus is somewhere in the gel pack or something, and she gets slimed by it. And we did you go notice up. how she pronounced what we know now to be Janeway pronounces it? She Janeway says it's some sort of mucilaginous compound. Torres says it's some kind of mucilaginous compound mucilaginous? She, does a, she does a soft day here so it's the tomato tomato moment mucilaginous right mucilaginous interesting mucilaginous. Two i didn't i didn't catch that yeah but did you also how did you feel tom paris how did you feel yes. being the whole reason why we have a patient zero that's i'm i was gonna say if it wasn't for tom whining about the burnt food yes. which he shouldn't have been cooking to begin with no then we never would have had this outbreak. Yeah, I say he's like, he's he's not really patient zero. He's like, <laughs> like uh, you know. Well, Bellana's patient zero, right? She's patient zero, he's the yes. first one. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. How does how does Tom Paris feel about causing patient zero to be oh, patient zero? It's I tragic. Mean, you it's basically tragic. gave your future wife a virus. The virus. Yeah, yep. the infected, you infected your future wife. Yeah. All right, we, go, we so we see her get uh, slimed, and then we go back to sick bay. Doc's still uh, working to find a cure. Yeah, I didn't make any more notes because I wanted to go right back to Paris and Bologna. Well, well, okay, <laughs> I made notes here, and I said Janeway's experiencing a high fever right now. Okay, and yes. then he has the ant antigen ready to go, and she says that she is basically going to be the guinea pig for this antigen, which you know. Oh, that's right. Uh, again, that's there's. Right. I'm that's sorry. There's parallels to, to now too, if you think about that as well. Um, the doctor tells Janeway that the larger macroviruses are driven by some sort of instinct to assemble their host population. So that's why we're all kind of jammed together in the mess hall. So maybe you were. Well, no, no. This would have no, all happened in the mess hall. Yeah, yeah. You you wouldn't have left there to go to the bridge and come back right no, so you would have been there no. the whole time the mess hall bridge flashback the doctor realizes that the macrovirus is on the ship and airborne that's where chakotay orders a level four quarantine uh protocol for deck two uh which is what he should have ordered for the entire transporter room before when the doctor came home came well, back these right? kind of quarantines <laughs> yeah. like chakotay calls for a quarantine i mean again interesting with covid and what we've been going through yeah the effectiveness of like when do we lock things down and yeah. and uh yeah. you know what happened on the ship yeah uh, a lot of it was just no one's fault they just didn't realize what was mm. going on and how quickly it was spreading so yeah yeah and uh, well he orders the quarantine immediately the minute he finds out that the, what yeah. happened so that's the right move right he did what he could so the sick bay flashback scene is where kes is studying the virus and she's she's now freaked out because it is growing exponentially larger by the second and that to the point that the doctor has to erect a containment field around that's that, well, she's, that science yeah, she's, station she's yeah. looking at the slide you know <laughs> on the microscope or something she sees this thing growing yeah. she turns away to talk to the doctor and when she goes back to the microscope yeah she's like where did it go where did it go there and all of a sudden <laughs> it like comes out of the machine she steps back and quick lock it down they put a force field around it exactly and now we're in the mess hall flashback scene where paris sees the traumatic the... scene for tom paris yes 
I mean, this could have been the end of it right there. When you yeah, see you, somebody have with a neck orifice, yeah, yeah, and bugs are crawling out of yes. it, it's tough to romance them later. You look I'm disgusted. You really did. You were like, I, "Oh no!" It was I, sort of like the first date, and she was chewing her food in a weird way, and it bugged you. That's the look like you that. had on your face. But I was still like two inches away from her nose. Um, yeah, I was so close. What was what was going on with all the close? Were you thinking of kissing her? I don't know. I think it was just the director said, "Get a little closer. Let's get get in the shot." All right, Robbie. I need you to get a little closer yeah, to Roxanne. Yeah, get right up get, in there. Get right, right up in there. Her. Right next to her nose. Yes. Yeah. So okay. It was a little close, and the bug thing was a little gross. It was gross, but, but yeah. it was well acted by you. I believed well, you, you one thousand percent, and I also believe that you were really annoyed, and that maybe you would not romance her in the future because of this. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So we're back in sickbay. The doctor is testing the antigen uh, on the macrovirus. And now we have a very comical scene of Bob Ricardo wrestling, wrestling a macrovirus. Yes. A giant, uh, a giant, yeah, like a medicine ball is what he's wrestling. Yeah. Basically. Now, this is the beginning of, you know, this happens later on with Janeway, by the way, this mm -hmm. sort of hand to hand wrestling. Yeah. A macrovirus. Um, I have to say, you know, this was 1996 or 97, maybe. I can't remember. 96, I think. Yeah. I have to say the CGI was not that great back then compared to what we're used to now. And so no. the detail of a CGI, you know, virus monster having to wrestle with Bob Picardo yeah. in a scene, it's just that I, I felt like the CG, it was, it was a tricky thing to do. It was a very bold thing to try back yeah. then, but I, I don't know that we succeeded. <laughs> By today's I, standards, it was it was a, it's just his hand didn't seem to really be holding anything. It just exactly felt a off. Yeah, it, it felt more comical than you know. That's why I said it looked more comical because yeah. it didn't look as re it didn't really look realistic. I felt like yeah. I was watching the original Clash of the Titans, you know, and yeah. they were doing stop yeah. motion photography or something like yeah. that. It was like, what is he doing? It just yeah. looked awkward, right? It looked awkward. Which then goes to the next scene in the mess hall flashback. The doctor mm -hmm. is going there to administer this antigen slash vaccine to Paris, but before he can do it, he's attacked by the virus and a, yet another crazy, you know, just comical scene I'm always hiding <laughs> under the table yeah. and it's know, just... he's crawling under the table and yeah, yeah. He, he fails because there's too many of them now right there's a bunch of right. big virus monsters right and the concern is that you know he they're they're using these when they get really big the macrovirus uses this um sort of like a, a needle or lance or lance kind of thing mm -hmm. right and it's if that thing hits the center of his uh mobile emitter uh, portable emitter, autonomous emitter, he could lose, we could lose his program, right? Yeah. So that's the danger of it. Um, because you, you know, when you're watching this, you're thinking, well, the doctor is immune. Well, he can just walk amongst them. But yeah. well, if they're but all attacking the, him. Yeah, yeah. Chicote said that earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. You've got to protect. You got to be careful, right? right? You got to be careful with this portable emitter. Uh, exactly. Yep. So now we go back to sick bay in the current time the period. Present time, yeah, present exactly. time. Doctor. Mm -hmm. Doctor tells Janeway that the larger macroviruses have broken through to the other decks and, and overwhelmed the ship, and he can't administer the vaccine because of the attacks that he has to endure. Janeway gears up again, and she asks, hey, can this antigen be distributed in a gaseous form? And the doctor's like, well, yeah. So two canisters of antigen are prepared, one for Janeway and one for the doctor. And the mission, the doctor and Janeway will go in separate paths to try to get to where they have to get to, to release the antigen in the gaseous form so that it can go amongst the environmental controls all throughout the ship, right? Mm -hmm. To heal everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then she says, before she leaves that 
before she leaves sick bay, she turns to the sounds of the viruses that are knocking on the outside of the sick bay doors. And she says, we'll be right with you, which is such a John McClane kind of diehard hero one-liner. It's yes. like, what? What, yeah. Janeway? That's a, that's a, there's coffee in that nebula kind of one-liner, which, you yeah. know, uh, you- It you, was you, very, very <laughs> like big action hero. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Very heroic. And, and yeah. uh, I, I just found that really uh, amusing to hear yeah. her say something like that. Um, they were in the Jeffries tubes. And Janeway and the doctor split up. Lots of crawling in the Jeffrey Lots of crawling, the, yeah. The bad photographic background. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, what the heck room is that that Janeway's in? The room where she's trying to get the environmental controls back online? It looks like the mess hall at one point. It kind of pans over and it looks like where the, the clamshell bed is a little bit. But yeah. there's some other piece of equipment there. What do you think that was, Robbie? I don't know. Huh. I, do, I don't know. I, I That's interesting because yeah. I... I didn't clock, you know, I didn't really honestly like it didn't register for me like where they shot that. I right. kind of blew by. I was it, it, okay. Well, I just again with my meticulous viewing uh habits, I, I yes. looked at that and I thought, what the heck? This is like a storage area or something. Like, where is this on the ship? I've never seen this. Never yeah, I wonder seen this where before. it was. No. There was that little area by the Jeffreys tubes and the ladder. It was off engineering and there was- Yeah, but that's an alcove though, Robbie. That was like yeah. a little alcove, right? It wasn't yeah. a room. I mean, this place looked like it's the same size as sickbay. And I, I think it was sickbay redressed. I think it was a sickbay set, but they redressed it. They moved out the clamshell Part bed. Of it they something. put something else yeah. in there. Yeah. And then, um, so just like, you know, as we've been talking about Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, um, the hero journey is always fraught with different hurdles. And the next hurdle that we find, the TAC-TAC are now firing on Voyager. Those dang so, TAC-TAC, they come on the screen and they're doing their moves and they're- Oh my their, God. All their gestures, which are just silly. I just got to say like- Totally. TAC-TAC are the silliest. And by the way, like we talked about tactical advisors for some of our, you know, tactical mm -hmm. scenes. I wonder if there were any like gesture advisors or if the actors just like- <laughs> made all this crap up. I think they just made it up. I uh, that would be my guess. I thought the same thing watching this. My first thought, I went straight to, um, and that's another thing why it takes so long. Because like the minute I saw the first yeah. opening scene, I went to social media to find Albie Selznick to try to send him a message to ask him, "Did you come up with all of those moves on your own? Was there someone there to go through some type of movement choreograph? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. a choreograph moves with you? Did they, did somebody? Was there a consultant? Any of that? But I could." He's not on Twitter, um, yeah. and he's you know my that would be the fastest is, way to get a hold. My, of him. Yeah, my guess is no. My guess yeah. is knowing what what we had available in terms mm -hmm. of advisors, or we never had much of anything available no. that I can recall. Yeah, I doubt it. It would have been nice if they had had maybe a a sign language person there, somebody who, you know, not to do signing, but to kind of go, all right, what might work? What I don't know. They should have invented some version of of some moves. Yeah, because if you had a signing person, you could root it, you could you could anchor that performance of those gestures in some sense of reality, right? Yeah. I mean, you can find, okay, we all know um, there is American Sign Language and for certain moves mean certain things and maybe they mm -hmm. could have used that. Yeah, that would yeah. have been smart. For Something sure. like that would have been, would help it feel more authentic. It just felt like the actors mm. were kind of doing silly moves. Yeah. It felt, yeah. It felt a bit silly and, yeah, and arbitrary and random. Mm -hmm, for yeah. sure. They said that uh, they have to purify is the word they use. They purified the, the mining place and now they're going to purify 
this because this virus is so dangerous. Yeah. Janeway, please, for one chance to save yeah. her crew. And tack tack captain says, one hour, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, the tack tack torpedo destroyed the secondary power couplings and knocked environmental control mm -hmm. offline once again. But now well, is one of the funnier need, parts. We need, we need the, uh, the, the environmental control to be offline so that Janeway starts sweating again. That's so what it that is. When she climactically wrestles <laughs> the giant virus monster, that she can be kind of, you know, oiled up and looking very heroic. Yes, so yes, yes they that had was to important. Fire the torpedo, right? right. So we because we back. what we've learned is that th that's the plasma. Uh, that's the isn't that the warp core not being able to vent the plasma properly? That's why the heat is. Uh, yeah, something that's the like science that. version of, of what happened. Yeah. Um, but then now comes the one of the funniest things in the whole in the whole episode where she realizes there's got to be a distraction. I can use holodeck characters. Yes. So he uses our Talaxian resort program. Yeah. It's somewhat morbid that she does this, but the fact that they're holodeck characters, it makes it really funny, I think. Yes. Right. We see Marty, my friend Marty, who the background oh, he's actor. Out yeah, he's yeah. out there too. All the resort people are wa mm -hmm. walking around, and then all of a sudden these <laughs> virus monsters yeah. start swarming into the holodeck onto the resort program and they're yeah. they're all you know running around like crazy mm -hmm. and then uh we go back to janeway and then when we <laughs> cut back to them it's just a shot of them all lying on the ground just like well because janeway programmed them to react to being attacked yeah, by the so, virus right yeah. so because so otherwise they would have yeah yeah fooled them not have, it would not have really hurt them because they're right. holodeck characters that's right she had to program them to react to that <laughs> attack as if they were real humans yeah it's ingenious and funny at the same time and so. silly yeah mm -hmm. oh now we're in the corridors yeah we're, we're in, the, in corridors. the corridors she's got her antigen bomb yep. she's trying to explode this thing and mm -hmm. she ends up being attacked by one of these virus monsters Knocks her phaser rifle out of her hand. Isn't that what yeah. happened, right? She yeah. has to use her Bowie knife, basically. So. Yeah, she wrestles this thing in a mm -hmm. series sequence of, you know, hand-to-hand -hand moves. She yeah. uses the Bowie knife. She cuts off the thing, almost gets her. She grabs the little tentacle and cuts it off. And, yeah. uh, and very, very it. heroic. Yeah. Stabs it. Yeah, blows, basically blows up her you know uh, ignites her antigen bomb mm -hmm. again uh, this goes back to the cgi of you know the mid mid 90s when the explosion and the fire and things happened it was okay it was it was almost better in the shot where they just had an interactive light yeah. around the corner mm -hmm. you know i almost wish we hadn't seen the fire and the smoke and the because it was you. cg from that period which just was a little yeah. Yeah, it, was okay. yeah. It, it it's it pulls you out of the story a little bit. A little you know, bit. you're like, oh, yeah. it could be more realistic. You know, yeah, um, definitely. And now we're back in that weird room, which we have no idea where they're at. Where Janeway uh, was working on the environmental controls, and that's where she communicates with the Tac Tac captain. Right, she's in that strange room again, and yep. he's you know he's telling her. Uh, she says, "We listen. We've got the antigen. We'll give it to you. Just just make sure you don't shoot at us anymore." And he's like, "Okay," and that's basically the end of the uh, relations with the Tac Tac race. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. think we are, we don't see them again after this. No, thank God. We don't. <laughs> Those gestures are silly. So yeah, that was the end of it. Uh, yeah. They do not purify. They stop trying to purify and destroy Voyager. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then we jump ahead a little bit and, and everybody's feeling a little better. Yeah. You know, we kind of see that people are, you know, rep ship repairs are, are happening. And yeah, one thing I noticed in this section was there was this sort of lounge music. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that ended the whole episode, right? The yes. Chicote comes to the ready room and he says, you know, hey, uh, oh, Janeway says I'm going to grant um, extended R and R, rest and relaxation for yes. the entire crew, and Chicote invites her to go skiing. You That's know, right. Which then made me think about you because you're in Utah where there's wonderful snow. And I thought, wow, you can just go and, skiing on a, on a holodeck. It's so much fun. But Chakotay, yeah, they're all recovering and mm -hmm. trying to relax a little, repair the ship. And he invites her to go skiing. And she's yeah. like, I love to ski, but I'm I'm a little tired. I'm going to, you know. I've had my workout, right? I've had my workout, she says. Yeah. And we see her painting. Yes. And cue the jazz yes. music. Bung, there's jazz right that yeah and she's painting and i was just like a couple of things first of all when have we ever seen her paint never when does she ever paint again mm, was, i don't think ever she, again oh i'm sorry she did paint once what in your episode that you directed oh well that was finger paint with the spirit it's still painting you asked when I she guess. painted so Jane maybe, maybe that's why she's painting here because maybe. it was sort of a spiritual <laughs> yes. healing thing and she's foreshadowing mm -hmm. maybe yeah. But uh, yeah, she's painting, and then this music. I've never heard one of our episodes end on such goofy no. music. Yeah, not at all. Well, I don't think it was goofy. It was. It was kind of a. It was very jazzy to me. Did you not? No, I thought feel it was that... like lounge music. It was like oh elevated. no, no. Like, it was. It was jazz music, and I and I thought, what an interesting choice to make to be. Yeah, it was very. And, and different. you end on you see Voyager kind of kind of cruising with, and, that, you know, music, with, speed, with that music with that music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it didn't bother me. I like that. I like things really? not being. Yes, I, because I, I, you're not expecting it. You did not I expect totally that at all. I'm not right? expecting that. If no. you can use, if you throw something in an episode that I don't expect, then I admire that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't expect it, was, it. Yeah. it pulled you out though. It, it made you. Yeah, you were, you were offended, it's, or shall I say, you were tack tacked by that. Basically, tack tacked. Yes. I knew you were tack tacked by it. Well, there you go. That okay. was a macrocosm. On a scale of one to 10, I would give this episode, I would give it a five. Okay. Right in the middle. All right. Five and a half. Okay. Five and a half. I'm going to go one more than you. I'm going to go 6.5 just because of the way the storytelling was and how mis the mystery, how it unfolded. So yeah. I like all the different levels that are going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Good character development for the doctor uh, as well as Janeway. So I'm going to say 6.5. Okay. Yeah, I think that um, for me, the things that were misfires were, you know, big hits on the score of this episode. Things like the Tac Tac. I just okay. found them to be ridiculous and silly. Okay. Some of the CG stuff and the wrestling. And I thought the storytelling, the thing you brought up in the very beginning, the, the it was almost like three different episodes in a way. It was like, oh, there's the first episode before she gets filled in by the doctor. And then we kind of go back you know, in, in a whole other episode. We're like following another story. And mm -hmm. uh, it just felt structurally a little confusing to me and hard to find a groove. And then the CG stuff, yeah, all that yeah. stuff, 5.5. Okay. The theme that I came away with was the future does not know how to virus any better than us. <laughs> That's my theme. Very good, very good. <laughs> I mean, I love yeah, that. <laughs> you know, we've we've been a mess for the last year here on planet Earth with our coronavirus. We're not we're not figuring yeah. it out very well. Clearly, the future does not know how to deal with viruses any better than we do right now. So I'm gonna not say anything. I, I'm gonna. We need a little Jane way to come we... and COVID our 
We need Janeway to take care of the COVID. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's what you're saying, yeah, right? Exactly. I hear you. All righty. So that comes to the end of our recap. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And tune in next week when Robbie and I will be reviewing the episode Fair Trade. Everyone who happens to be a Patreon patron, thank you for your patronage. Please stay tuned for your bonus material. Mm-hmm.